the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. People shot in Garfield Park. Traffic's up there. Madison Avenue. All right, so let's get started. I don't know if you heard the lead-in, but I mean it. We are in a fight, baby, and the Marxist mafia does not take a second off. Not a second off. They're moving full speed ahead with their agenda. I've got post-op Pelosi. I can't feel my face. Get off the table, Nancy. She's stammering through a moronic spiel, which is the spiel of the Democrats. Then. The problem is we're not, we're not fascistic, Marxist, socialist enough. Once we implement total control over society, then finally these people will shut the hell up and stop complaining. That is the mantra of the Marxist mafia. So before I get into the dimwit in diapers where some people are referring to as a president, some people believe 81 million People voted for him. Before I get to that moron and his spokes idiot, this new one is, I, I, she's not as exciting as Pippi Lystocking, but she's just as much of a bull dung artist, so we're going to get to her later too. But I wanted to tell you something that's bothered me, and I just got a text message about 40 minutes ago from one of my wife's cousins. Now, the thing about being married into a wonderful family is that those people They don't become, they're not my wife's cousin. They're my cousins, right? That's how I adopt them. And that's been with my wife a tremendous amount of time. And I watched these kids since they were young. And now they have a family of their own. And they're special to you. And I have this thing where I like to protect people I like. It's just the thing. And I also don't like Democrats. So that's why I have the positions I have. But anyway, um, hi, Sean. I need your advice. And I'm going to say his name because he's the cutest little kid you ever saw. I have two, two relatives that look like Paul Newman. This is one of them. Frankie is in a fencing class after school at the park districts. They have to wear the fencing masks over their face to protect them from swords they use. Since it's getting colder, we have been practicing inside in the park district. And the kids have not had to wear the double mask, the mask underneath that, until this point. Last week, a mom asked a teacher if my son and his friends can put on a mask. The teacher had said to the woman, I, don't, I do not require it. It is not necessary for what we're doing. The kids are far apart. I'm not requiring it. They're kids. Today, I just got a phone call saying the park district is requiring face masks for the class. I am so PO'd. I'd like some advice. And more than just advice of how I would handle it. And by the way, for Emmett Thompson and Elmhurst, uh, my sources, 380 pounds of free legal advice, told me we had between 100 double D, Joey. Between 100 and 150 people show up for Emmett Thompson 
Now, some of those people may not have agreed with the idea that kids should not be able to wear masks, but they understood the fascism that we're facing. And this is the, the broader point in every aspect of this, of this battle between the fascistic, Marxist, corrupt bastards calling themselves Democrats and a lot of Republicans, and then us, that understand that this country, I don't live for you. And if you really apply that, it fixes everything. Everything from the tax system to the health care system to all the social ills. Let the people who want to collaborate with each other support each other. Let those who want to go their own way go their own way. Otherwise, what you have is a country of slaves with delusions of freedom. See, because if you're not free to come to your own conclusion, then you're not free. Now, this has been a, a push and pull thing with the masks. The masks have done nothing. By the way, big breakout in Germany, one of the most vaccinated European countries. The masks, the whole nine yards. Germans are good at listening to orders. They like that. They step, the boots slap, and they all march in one direction. They're, big outbreak. Ta-da! Your vaccine, your masks, it's all BS. But what it does do is make a statement that you're a willing slave, and you will follow orders. Now, me being the personality I am, I don't like orders. I don't. And I am never, listen to me, never capitulating. That's just me. And I'll, I'll bear the cost of whatever that is. Okay? Now, some people can't afford to do that, and they get muscled in the And I, I sympathize, and it's heartbreaking. We had a, a teacher call to support his kids. He had to get that. And it's heartbreaking. My heart breaks for him. Because it's not even the, the, the point of whether it works or not. It's that you broke his will. His ability to say, I, a free man, have decided I don't want to do it. That's where the law is supposed to come in and protect me. Bingo. That's the whole point of this country. This is a country of law. Law as the shield. The only country on earth where it was never to be the spear. Now, that's been bastardized by bastards. I got to use that twice. And that's exactly the the, the position we're in. So because of this, and I'd love to see a picture of her. I haven't, but I'm going to guess... Size 14 yoga pants. Not something you want to get close to. Probably that beef and cheese smell. I don't like it. But she wasn't happy. Was not happy with simply saying, I don't, okay, you're not going to put the mask on. Then I'm going to take my little Johnny or Freddie or Sally or whatever, Pat, and I'm going to go over here and stay the Fauci agreed upon, six feet, three inches, whatever the hell it is. And we're just going to stay away from you. And I'm not going to let my kid play with your kid. Okay, fine. That's the, that's the adult thing to do. But see, for the fascists, for the righteous fascists, that's not good enough. So they make the call. And they call the park district. And they say, this is not right. We're living in a climate where everyone's agreed. It's agreed science, damn it. You saw Fauci. Sure, he flip-flopped. Sure, he's an investor in numerous pharmaceutical companies. And by the way, he invested in actually creating the virus. But it's okay. He's America's doctor. And he says, now double mask yourself in the house with the vaccine, third booster shot, maybe a fourth. We'll decide later. And the Park District does what it does best. Bends. Because the Park District is really just a bunch of fat slobs overspending to their brother-in-laws and their cousins so that park equipment costs 17 times what it should cost and they got their jobs with their pensions and their B.O. marks on their white village shirts and they just don't want to lose that. So this one 14 yoga pants sweat monster has now ruined it for all the kids. And that is the 
problem of the state of this country right now. It is the virtuous tyranny implemented by most people who have up until this point lived their lives as sloths. That's why you don't have to mortgage yourself to them. You're not indebted to the sloth. So when I see people who are good for nothing with their miserable existence and their soft hands now get to feel like bosses and tell men they should should never have spoken to, let alone given order to, and women, to do something, that's the beginning of the end. So on these principled issues, this is where the fight, when you stand up for yourself, you're not just standing up against that sweat monster in the yoga pants that she should not have on. You are standing up against the Marxist movement mafia itself. So that's my advice. you got a choice to make. Is Frankie going to be Errol Flynn? Is there such a thing as professional fencing? I love Frankie. Bring him over to my house, let him throw rocks at my neighbor's window. There you go. It'll be like fencing. He could work on his arm. Get him out of the class because if you don't, you will forever teach all of the little Frankies out there how to take orders from very sexually frustrated, unattractive women and men. Because this is who's bossing us all around now. Cowards and the the phony, virtuous fascists. Because the whole point of this country, the whole point is that I am free. You are free. And not for any reason does somebody get to take that freedom away from you. Now, we're way down the prairie path here of allowing morons to take freedom away. And you know why? Because the first time it happened, people wanted to be nice. They wanted to be polite. Do mandates have politeness in them? Is this polite, what we're living through right now? Has, has everything that's affected your life negatively, are you okay with it? Because the people who did it seem to be polite. They seem to be nice. This whole country is built by a bunch of farmers, by a bunch of regular people with probably not very impressive IQs or academic records. But no matter how smart, how well-educated, how rich you are, what they wanted to establish is that in this country, nobody could tell you what to do. Nobody. And this notion that you must give your money, give your time, give your person and your property to others, you can never satisfy. Because this woman won't stop with the mask. She's going to go forward with the putting the, 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 the phony experiment in your child's arm. Regardless of the data, the data doesn't matter. Reality doesn't matter to them. It's the phony virtue that they're seeking. That's why I'm sure you've heard the clip of Biden with the 450,000 for illegal aliens. Everybody heard this, right? In case you didn't. This ought to be good. I, I, I think so, too. Uh, about the way forward, Mr. President, as you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying? Now, he seems shocked by it, doesn't he? I mean, that's a number that he would be happy stealing, 450000 
In fact, I think he pimped out his son for a lot less than that on a couple of boards. That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. Okay, and then just a follow-up because you mentioned Trump a couple times. When you went to try to help Terry right, McCall. so I just want to focus on that issue. He says that's not going to happen. Now, four hours go by. They get the little team together, the little team of the Marxist mafia and their dimwit spokespeople, most of whom I'm sure this girl is there because of her intellect and because of her grasp of the issues and for nothing more. They wanted to ask her this afternoon. The president is perfectly comfortable with the Department of Justice settling with the individuals and families who are currently in litigation with the U.S. government. You know, DOJ can obviously speak more to that process. The president was what he was reacting to uh, was the dollar figure that was mentioned that you mentioned to him yesterday. Uh, as press accounts to date indicate, there's been press accounts on this. DOJ made clear to the plaintiffs that the reported figures are higher than anywhere that a settlement can land. So they're going to get the money. But the reason I wanted to tell you this after this story about little Frankie and after the story of the fascism you've been put through is that to me, this now opens the door for lawsuits against government. Because this ordeal that we've gone through of having our delusion of freedom and liberty ripped from us by feeble fascist pigs, there's a libel here. And if it causes distress, if it causes discomfort, if you're depressed, if you lose money because you're depressed and you can't handle it, sue the Durbin out of every park district, out of every school board, out of every school board member. Sue everybody. And I say this only liking one lawyer who has a little bit of a weight problem, along with some light beer he likes to drink. One I like. Sue everybody, because that's all these people know. And what they're approving of, and what they're going along with, is because they did not like the policy of Trump and his immigration policies. They are bribing constituents. They are paying off cohorts. So that shoe will be on the other foot very soon. Sue everybody. That's my advice to you. 312-642-5600. This government has one job. One. To ensure your unalienable rights. For a hundred years, it's worked to take them away. It stops now. That's why it's the most exciting time to be alive. This is when we have the best way to fight it back. We have each other. We have the way to communicate with each other that our forefathers never had. We are aware. We have the information. It's obvious what they're doing. Obvious. I'll give you another quick example. You know what's going on in the sewer of Chicago. You're aware of it. Gun battles terrorizing some of Chicago's north side residents. They say people are shit. It's every day. Every day. I mean, we're up to, what, 4,000 a year get shot? You know what the Cook County, what the elected officials did today? Cook County passes a resolution recognizing Transgender Awareness Week. Transgender Day in remembrance of transgenders who were, what they say, killed because they were transgender. This is a unanimous, unanimous vote that was passed. And they have all the names here. Tijuana Alexander, also known as Darvaria. 
Tyra Banks. Oh, there's, I hope it's not the Tyra Banks. Deza Monet. All of them. All of them people of color. And in their assumption, by the way, all of them shot in Chicago this year. All of them. Now, were they shot because they were transgendered? And if that's the case, explain the other 3,998. But you're not interested in protecting those people or giving those people recognition. Because that doesn't that takes the agenda. They have the agenda of the scepter of political correctness. And with that, they will separate you from your own opinion, your own judgment, your own conclusions. That's a soft fascism that needs to be fought and rejected. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, sir. Yes. Uh, not that we needed to know, Sean, but this is further proof that Dumbo isn't running anything. No. He, he meant his answer to Peter Ducey. And, what, and, and it, the, the clips you played were perfect. That the, the, the little, uh, you know, Saki sidekick, she came, someone got him on the side and said, hey, you know, this is actually happening, just so you know. So we're going to have to... We're going to have to fix this. Tom, you're 100% right. If this country had a standard, this he's not capable of running anything or even having a job. If this country had a standard, Joe Biden would be a, a memory, a terrible memory of how corruption and politics have been interwoven for half a century. That's the Joe Biden legacy. He's never been capable to, to hold this position. He's nothing more than a figurehead of the Marxist mafia. And it's more important... We reject every one of their advancing. Every single one. Kira Elgin. Hey, Sean. Okay, so I'm a I'm an unvaccinated federal employee, and there's supposedly 1,300 of us left. So we had a conference call yesterday with uh, Secretary Raimondo, and she had a doctor on who was showing the horrors of us not getting vaccinated. Uh, but I saw how many people were actually on the conference call, 22. Mm-hmm. So... With that, with that said, I don't know. I still have number twenty second. But why is no one addressing these young men who are having cardiac arrest? A soccer player, cardiac arrest in his twenties, and then uh, another player on the ice. Because that would allow you to come to your own conclusions, and that's not what a fascist wants. They don't want you to know, so they are redacting information from you. They are not allowing you to come to a conclusion on your own. They're telling you what to think. And by the way, the last thing they want you to think is what this thing really is, which is an experiment. They just keep calling it a vaccine. In the same way that Joe Biden keeps calling himself a capitalist. Neither are true. It's disgraceful and despicable. And my answer to you is Sue. Get a lawyer. Uh, you know what? I got Get Joey Double D on the phone. Let's get a bunch of... Uh, I'll start my own damn law firm. Lawyers, what the hell are they doing? Thank you, Kira. I appreciate it. Let's go to Tom in Frankfurt. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good. How are you, buddy? Good, good afternoon. Yeah, I want to know is why aren't we using the Supreme Court for these mask mandates and the vaccines? Why aren't we doing standing? That? I don't know. It's an issue of standing. They've rigged a system to make you have to go through massive amounts of money. So you know the way we do it, Tom? We come together, and I'm dead serious about this. You know, I, I, I said it flippantly 15 seconds ago. I'm dead serious. I'm right. talking to somebody right now. I want to start a, a, I want to start a law firm. I got a dear friend of mine, one of the best kids from my neighborhood ever produced. He's got a daughter. She's a teacher for four years. These are people that they were religious before it was popular in my neighborhood. 
okay? And not that priest taking kids out for ice cream religious, real religious. And they really have an, a religious objection. Do you know that this girl's going to lose her career? His son is going to lose his career at the bank. This guy never, he, he filed for the exemption. It was originally granted. Then they revoked it. Then they said they didn't believe her. I want to sue everybody. And what Joe Biden is doing by bribing those illegal aliens that broke our existing immigration law, by bribing them with half a million dollars, he's opening the door. Now we can sue our government. Let's sue the hell out of them. And now they got a problem, especially if more and more people start talking like that. So I'm going to put Tom in Rockford in the yes column. I got to go to break. This is the fastest damn show on radio. I'll be back after this. Did I hear that news right from Tom Beck? Adam Kinzinger is going to run. <laughs> He's going to run for president. Answering the age-old question, if a tree falls in a forest and no one's around, does it make a sound? We're going to find out with that campaign. In the meantime, I am so happy to bring on our friend Greg Bishop. He reports on Illinois government issues for the Center Square. He's been for years an award-winning broadcaster and host of WMAY Morning Newsfeed out of Springfield. Greg, how are you? Sean, great. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. i got so much I want to ask you about. I, I was watching all of the recap of the National Democrats as they refused to learn from reality. They refused to take the innuendo of the voters, and they doubled down on stupid. And it was reminding me of Illinois. Do you think there's any uh, any chance that Illinois is going to say, hey, let's stop abusing our people. Maybe they'll stop moving out and shutting their businesses. What's fascinating about that question is we've got just under a year before the November election. Uh, and that means, you know, a couple of different things could happen. People could uh, not look at what happened in Virginia and just kind of put it in the memory bank, or that type of momentum could fuel uh, the campaigns of Republicans, for instance. And that's one thing I talked with um, State Rep- uh, State Senator Darren Bailey, who's a Republican candidate uh, running for the gubernatorial nomination for the GOP, and also got statements from uh, some of the other uh, Republican candidates, Paul Schimpf, Gary Rabine, Jesse Sullivan, and they all see this as a bit of an indicator of what could happen. But the big question is, will that momentum last for a full year? Right. Now, I have to tell you, me, myself, I, I, made my, I came to my own conclusions. I made my decisions. I took my businesses and myself, and I moved down to Naples, Florida. Right? I go back and forth and back and forth because I don't have faith in the Illinoisan anymore. But apparently, I think the government has, and when I say government, I mean the Democrat, Illinois Democrats. I think they have overconfidence in their ability to just continue to implement fascistic rule and their people to take it. And what I mean by this is you just dropped an article. Millions of Illinois private sector employers, employees, I'm sorry, have until January 4th to provide vaccine status. Now, in this mix, there are guys like me that own these businesses. That they will say, before I do this to my family, which is what happens in business, right? For the most part, everyone wants you to think there's an animosity. But the guys I know who own trucking companies and the guys who I know who own food distribution companies, their employees are part of their family. And before they double-cross them, they will move. Is that even a concern of Illinois government? Well, and this is, uh, you know, of course, from the, the federal mandate that uh, President Biden is implementing. And while we see lawsuits starting to stack up against that, uh, the trajectory, at least from Illinois' government, seems to be allowing for vaccine mandates. We see the mandates coming from Governor Pritzker. We see the mandates coming from Mayor Lightfoot. 
so the, it seems that the, the trajectory for Illinois governments uh, right now is, is mandate. But uh, talking with uh, the Illinois Chamber of Commerce, they highlight how this is just going to make the labor crunch that much more acute. It's also going to um, possibly lead to some some uh, lawsuits, uh, a flood of lawsuits that uh, could hold uh, or attempt to hold employers accountable if they don't follow these mandates. For instance, somebody could say, hey, I got COVID at work because my employer is not following these mandates. And then OSHA could come in, investigate, and level fines. So um, as far as the, the business atmosphere that creates, I think uh, some, some business groups are, are, are seeing some uh, alarming trends. Uh, and another interesting aspect of that uh, vaccine mandate from the federal government, they're apparently also now taking public comments to expand the mandate, not just to private employers with more than 100 employees, but also to even smaller businesses. So that could be something else coming down the pike. Again, this will all be tested in the courts. It- Greg, it is it is so foreign to me because in my state of Florida, the governor fines the company that levies a mandate on the employee of five thousand dollars per day per employee. So it's just it's just a different world. It honestly is a different world, and I I know which one I prefer. And I'm wondering how many, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, and that's really the the issue. But so many in Illinois, so many people are already not working. In fact, haven't we just had an uptick in unemployment benefit filings? We did. Uh, it was about 700 or so of new initial filings. But numbers that were released this morning from the U.S. Department of Labor, uh, it, it shows that Illinois uh, has the third most unemployment beneficiaries of the entire country, only behind California and New York. And then there's Illinois. What do those things all have in common, Greg? What do they all have in common, all of those places? There's a lot of workers that uh, aren't working right now. And Democrat rule. And I think that is is the broader problem. And so the reality is, if you come down with a mandate that only affects the working people, at least there's only a few people in Illinois that are going to feel the crunch. The people uh, not working get get to sidestep it a little bit. Uh, I will uh, revisit one one thing with the you know the aftermath of the Virginia election. Uh, one thing that I think Republicans, at least here in Illinois, are are looking toward is that sentiment that we saw at the tail end of veto session last week. Gosh, was it last week? <laughs> it was quite the week last yes, week. Yes, it was. Uh, regardless, um, you had the fifty plus thousand individuals file witness slips in opposition to the changes to the Health Care Right of Conscience Act. I've never seen that level of opposition through online activism before uh, to that level. Uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that momentum does carry through, uh, especially seeing uh, just how active parents were online here in Illinois, um, uh, voicing concerns about uh, what they feel is a wedge being put between them and their children. So you wrote an article, federal tax dollars not claimed by small cities to be reallocated. How does this work? So this is the second batch of federal tax dollars uh, that uh, the federal government approved. Um, The first batch was last year, uh, and then this new round was under uh, President Biden, part of the, I believe, $1.9 trillion in spending. Uh, Municipalities got a lot of COVID cash. Um, There was uh, COVID dollars for Chicago specifically and about 40 other larger cities, and that, that money went directly to the cities. So Chicago got a billion plus. Altogether, those 45 cities got two plus billion dollars collectively directly sent to them by the federal treasury. The rest of the money for the 1,250 different smaller municipalities, 
they got money through the Pritzker administration. So the Fed sent the, the governor uh, the funds, and the governor set up a, a way to implement and give those funds out. So we had uh, the final um, requests being made. The deadline came and went, and now we're looking at the unclaimed dollars. And there were some municipalities that either, A, just said, we don't want to go through the bureaucratic uh, uh, rigmarole to, to, to deal with these dollars, or they just felt they didn't need the dollars. So those dollars are left on the table, and the way that the dollars are set up, that allows for the Pritzker administration to reallocate those dollars to other municipalities in need. Well, that should go swimmingly. I wonder if we can guess. I wonder if down the road we're going to get a list of exactly what municipalities took what, and I'm interested to see how it was spent aside from partying and feasts. Um, yeah, and a lot of that is going to be follow the money, uh, and there are documents. You can find those at uh, thecentersquare.com where people can, can find the story about the uh, the money that's been left on the table. And it does show. It breaks out each municipality that received money, uh, and then following it from there, uh, watching how these municipalities uh, ultimately budget those dollars, I think is going to be incumbent for taxpayers to, to really keep a close eye on. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I, I really think it's great that you did that at the Center Square, really. Number of overall ICU beds in Illinois down nearly a thousand. It's not going to make a damn bit of difference when it comes to the mandates or any of the fascistic treatment we've been getting, is it? And with the the hospitalizations, uh, having tracked this since they started posting this data during COVID, it's been it's been rather fascinating. Especially November of last year. I don't know if you recall this, Sean, but. Uh, the governor uh, ordered hospitals to only report how many beds they can staff that day, not how many beds they have altogether. Yes. That dropped the number of the least ICU beds by 300 plus. And since then, the total number, that includes vacant beds, those who don't have COVID, and those who have COVID. So the total number of beds, the actual total number of beds has decreased over the past year, regardless of multiple waves of COVID coming in and out. Now, hospitals say... They, they look at the daily situation, and you got to consider it's not viable to have uh, staffing beds when there's nobody in that bed. Uh, but it has some people a little perplexed that we have continued mandates in place when it doesn't seem to be that there's an uh, emergency when it comes to hospital capacity, though that's what the governor's pointing at uh, when he talks about keeping his mask mandate in place. There is an interesting aspect of this, isn't there, Greg? I mean, we are going to live through and see the ramifications of what happened during the reaction by government to COVID. And I'm telling you, I, I mean, I think it's going to be in, in certain areas worse than others. But it is something that I think of so many Americans never thought that they would have to witness in this country, this type of whether the intention was right or the intention was whatever the case is. It's really amazing that in this country we lived through a, a year and a half of the government seizing the American uh, Americanism out of America. It's it's just it's fascinating. And I don't think they understand how it will appear from things like this and, and how it's going to affect health care in the future and hospital. I mean, we had a year and a half where people didn't go for checkups, couldn't get treatments and all, the, all of the things down the road. I mean, I think it's going to be a devastating future um, where the states were the most heavy handed. And I, I think we have enough states that fought it off to have a real kind of data that we can look at, don't you? I do think that uh, a lot of states have uh, held up plenty of hearings and debated these things and have taken different approaches. Uh, Illinois, uh, it seems that legislative leaders aren't interested in holding hearings or uh, holding the, the governor's administration accountable for the decisions he's making and uh, what kind of metrics he's using and being able to parse out all the data and review it. 
uh, and bring in a, a mix of voices to either you know confer with or to criticize data. Uh, so uh, this is this is something that we're going to do at the center square, and we have done all throughout the pandemic and before the pandemic. Is how all of this is impacting uh, the taxpayers, and I would encourage people to get with the centersquare.com and uh, su- subscribe. However, you can. There's an email there. Uh, we'll definitely keep you up to date. Greg, I want to thank you for going for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I want I want to tell you, I used to drive when I first started to go to Florida seven years ago. You know, tickets were extremely expensive. Gas was, you know, higher than it is now. And uh, I used to drive, and I used to love to take that Route 57 through Illinois. And I also noticed there was a difference in the people where you live. And I'm before I let you go, I just want to know, what is the overall morale of the people in in South Illinois, Southern Illinois, excuse yeah. me? People in uh, you know in, in central and south Illinois, I think, are um, living their lives. Uh, they're uh, going out. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of events, a lot of uh, indoor theaters back. Uh, I think that there seems to be a sentiment, uh, and even those in public, you know, there's about fifty fifty percent mask compliance, uh, and uh, it feels like some are ready to to just live with this situation. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next uh, year as we head into the November election. Well, I'm glad I got you to keep us up to uh, speed on Central and Southern Illinois. Greg Bishop, the Center Square, thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Anytime. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. You know, um, Greg's a oh, bishop, wonderful guy in Southern Illinois, right? You could just tell manners, nice, he got the perfect, he has, I, I still talk like him. He has the perfect radio voice. I mean, I, I admire that. He writes articles, and, and I was you know, looking at the articles as we were speaking. And this one that we, we talked about, the federal tax dollars not claimed by small cities to be re- reallocated. See, you know, normal people, they read that, and they just think it's benign. Ah, you know, what do you Some cities didn't take it. Some municipalities didn't take it. And uh, others got it. I want to talk that Chicago gangster. Let's talk some clout, baby. Who do you think are the municipalities that got it? Anybody want to guess? You think they're Democrat mafia municipalities with those fat slob Democrat mayors? And by the way, nothing sexist here on the Sean Thompson show. That goes for both men and women. I've seen these Democrats. They're fat slobs of all genders. All wannabe wise guys sitting down for some baked clams and some gangsterism. What do you think those coffers look like? Can you imagine can you imagine the stealing, unmitigated robbing that's been going on by these clout-written municipalities? How you doing? Yeah, how you doing? A lot of good times. This COVID was the greatest. It was like hitting the lotto for corrupt Marxist mafia. That's why I wanted Trump to push it back. So when I saw this story yesterday about Markham, oh, gee, Really? Is it a surprise, anybody? Jermont Terry now live in Markham. And Jermont, the town taking action because of your report. Yes, Brad and Erica, after CBS2 dug into the PPP loan data in this community and brought it to city leaders, there are now steps to reel in the more than 1,400 questionable businesses who all got taxpayer-funded loans. Now, here's a look back at why the city is now taking action. They have this listed as a sports complex. And is this a sports complex? No, it's just a house. It's just a house? It's just a house. I can't wait till you go through this. Am I running up against the clock? Do I got to go on break? 
Damn it. Fastest show on radio. All right, when we get back, we're going to exploit this mafia hub of sewer corruption that the Chicago Democrats have successfully infiltrated and overtaken the people after I'm, I'm exploiting and exposing. We're going to do both after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. They just showed Biden walking at night. Oh, my God. Like a drunk baby on grass. Can't walk. The guy can't walk. And yes, Misty, I said the wrong word, but I got up at four in the morning to take my kid to O'Hare. You know, and I don't sleep much. I'm, I'm tired. I, when I, you walk outside at four in the morning. Reminds me of when I worked at the South Water Market. You know, the air is nice. It's the one time it's clean. Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. All right, so I said exploit. I meant expose. So the, the way that this works is, if you are in the Democrat mafia, you're in. So when Pritzker gets $2.7 billion to sprinkle the infield, it goes to his friends. It doesn't go to Republican municipalities. So obviously some were smart enough to recognize the futility in trying to get it from that corrupt slob of a human being without a neck. So if we could get an actual investigative reporter, where's the guy with the Amish lady hips? What's his name? Chuck Gowdy. Why don't you get on this, Chuck, in between sandwiches? Figure it out. Fired up with Flannery. Yet when a Democrat's on, I notice you get the lipstick out. You do a lot of kissing, huh, Flannery? Maybe if we had some real investigative reporting, we wouldn't have the strongest Democrat Marxist mafia known to man right here in the sewer of Chicago that ruined the once great state of Illinois. But let's 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 expose there you go misty some of the real fraud and corruption in what's been going on this last year and a half that we've been having our freedoms taken away we've been ordered around and dictated to by slobs corrupt slobs what's been happening well we've been worrying about how to continue with our lives and get back to american principles Jermont Terry now live in Markham. And Jermont, the town taking action because of your report. Yes, Brad and Erica. After CBS2 dug into the PPP loan data in this community and brought it to city leaders, there are now steps to reel in the more than 1,400 questionable businesses who all got taxpayer-funded loans. Now, here's a look back at why the city is now taking action. They have this listed as a sports complex. And is this a sports complex? No, it's just a house. Just, just a house. house. Just and the there's house. no, there's nothing in the basement or anything no, of that nature. Got like a bench press down there. Or there's anything? clearly no fitness center operating oh. in the middle of this residential Treadmill? neighborhood. No. Yet the man who previously lived here managed to get twenty thousand dollars of your tax dollars by simply applying for a PPP loan. When the person that operates this business received twenty thousand dollars from the government and having applied a single dime towards the city of Markham, that is a clear indication of what to you? Fraud. 
Do you see a hotel or motel here? No. Records show farm. the owner of this farmland in Markham farm. received no two PPP no. loans for a total just shy of $50,000 to keep a hotel running. That's a, a lot Corvette. of green to keep goats fed, considering that's all we spotted here. And then there's this. Let me introduce you to Markham police officer Kenneth Muldrow. He's the same Kenneth Muldrow who applied for and received $20,000 of taxpayer money to keep his landscaping company going during the pandemic. I'm trying to figure out why your lawn care service is not registered as a licensed business with the city of Markham. Can you explain yourself? <laughs> I don't have a, a lawn care service. Well, you got you P- don't have one, but you got the PPP loan. Markham. Anybody want to cross-check and see if Markham was a recipient of some of the $2.7 billion doled out by Porky? Anybody want to take a look? PP loan that was paid out for $20,000 back in March. So if you don't have a lawn care service, who who does? And it it was registered here to the police department, sir. It was registered to the police department. They got the check sent to the police department of Markham. Kenneth Modro used this address behind me, which is City Hall and the police department, for his loan application. It's the same address tonight where city leaders are going to introduce a new home ordinance to further regulate, regulate any of the businesses, specifically those more than 1,400 that they believe are questionable. That- 1,400 they believe are questionable. How stupid do you have to be? How stupid do you have to be? If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, blow the whistle until someone else stops you. You got to be that stupid. That's how stupid you have to be. That's the stupid. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. It's despicable and it's disgusting and it's the Chicago way, baby. This is how it works because only somebody moronic or that confident in their clout could pull something like that off and that's exactly what i think it's a little bit of both because i've taken a look at some of these gangsters you could tell by those size 52 waist those pants they're not too smart but one thing is they're awful confident and why wouldn't they be this is how this state and this city has been going along for a hundred years this is the normal way we are the hub of it But every once in a while, people get irritated. Every once in a while, people have had enough. We talked about a story in Dalton where the mayor hired her boyfriend, her little fling thing, and he just happened to be an ex-rapist. Well, there's a follow-up to that story I want you to hear. We pay rapists with our tax dollars in Dalton. We pay rapists with tax dollars in Dalton. Frustration growing in South Suburban Dalton after a Fox 32 investigation uncovers a reg- Hey, let's do this. Let me help Chuck Gowdy. Chuck, Chuck, put down the bagel. Chuck, cream puff, put it down for just a minute. Cross-reference how much money the necklace Pritzker gave Dalton and Markham. Let's see where the gangsters are. Mr. Child sex offender was recently put on the payroll. Now some residents are calling for the mayor's resignation. Dame Placco first broke the story and reports the pressure is building at Village Hall. By the way, can I, can I, can I just say something? You know this guy on, on 32, this Corey? He's got that bird face. He annoys the hell out of me. Good station. He's the most annoying. You know, I don't know how they get these jobs, I'll tell you that. 
Kind of like the mayor of Dalton. How did he get the job? About 20 Dalton residents and a couple trustees protest outside Village Hall today, furious after a Fox 32 investigation found this registered child sex offender on the public payroll. A sex offender, you don't give them carte blanche to go into different people homes. By the way, this is exactly the response you need. The women of the community outraged. Now, what are you going to do about it, mobster, gangster? What are you going to do about it? 46-year-old Lavelle Redman is close friends with Dalton Mayor Tiffany Henyard, who in September hired Redman. Friends. You think they're friends? Anybody take a look at some of the pictures? If they're not playing naked leapfrog, there's not a steer in Texas. They're more than friends, kid. By the way, who's Kim Fox party around with on the weekends? I'd love to know that, too. Where's Chuck Gowdy? Chuck! Put down the sandwich, Chuck! as a code enforcement officer without the village board's approval. Redmond served 25 years in prison for the brutal gang rape and beating of two young teenage girls in the 1990s and was arrested and charged after our first story aired for violating the reporting requirements of the sex offender registry. But Mayor Henry... Well, this reminds me of the, 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 the Irish gangsters. The, the short-in-the-pants one that worked for Madigan. Remember he had the girl that had filed... What happened to that? And then those two Irish Union guys. What happened to those short-in-the-pants Irishmen? Hey, you know who you, you, never, you never find in a porno? I know, because I used to watch porno. You never find Chicago Irish short-in-the-pants gangsters or Korean soldiers. You never find them in a porno. You just don't. I don't know why. Jeans, probably. Says her friend deserves a second chance, infuriating a number of Dalton residents. Dalton is going to go down if these people are, they, have, they just need to get out of office as a whole. You'd like to see them. Do they need a recall on the mayor? Fox 32 has also obtained this cell phone video showing Redmond interacting with the mayor and little children at a back-to-school event in Dalton. Notice the badge children. on his waist. Children. I think it's deplorable uh, that you've hired a person that has a history that he does, and you've given him a badge and a car to roam our village. The protesters are also calling. Now, I'm not, I, I don't know because I haven't cross-referenced. I'm just, I'm a speculator. I'm a corruption speculator. It's what I like to do. But if I did want to wager, I don't want to, should I, we wait, I'll wager a cigar against one of the Democrats. I heard the pot sales are really up in Illinois, like a billion dollars, billion dollars these roaches are smoking. You better be high if you live in this state. I'd bet like a really good cigar up against some money. That I'm going to guess that these neighborhoods, these gangster-ridden neighborhoods, are not only the recipients of the Pritzker trust fund handout of the people's money, but among the first. Wouldn't that be interesting? If only, if only we had some investigative reporters in the most mobbed-up, gangster-run mafia hub in the country. Boy, oh boy, that'd be, you'd think it'd be easy. But then again, would your kid like Andy Shaw, his daughter, go to work for Obama right out of law school. That explains it. That explains a lot of things. 312-642-5600. But I feel like I'm watching that uh, the old father and son. The courtship, no, the courtship of Eddie's father. Doesn't it sound like a Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just too old. Eric and Marengo. Hi, Eric. Hey, John. Hey, John. Yeah, so I just, because I, I'm, you know, I'm working a job, and I'm not looking forward to them ever saying, Dave, i got to take the shot. But I'm just also wondering if it's a thought that maybe all the people that 
get fired, lose their jobs, are going to be replaced by all the people that are coming through the border who don't have to take the shot. Do you remember in the 70s with uh, Cesar Chavez, who was... Um... Well, actually, no, I, w- I was born in the 80s. Were you really? Damn it, you're younger. Yeah. Do, do yourself a favor, go on YouTube and type in Cesar Chavez, and he'll answer your yeah. question. Um, and I agree with, with a certain amount of what his thoughts were and the reality. That being said, I have a different take on it. I like an ebb and flow of employment. Um, the real question is, should your company have the power to force you into taking this? And my answer is unequivocally no. And what I would do right. rather, if as someone who was being forced... See, I've never worked for anybody. I still don't. I'm, I'm, I'm an independent contractor. I've never really worked for anybody. So when my, my answer is if you're going to force me to do it and you're going to cost my living on something as experimental as this, is, as this experiment, and do me a favor, let's stop calling it a vaccine. It's an experiment. Yeah, I call it the shot. I will never call it a vaccine. It's, it, 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 you, they even changed the definition of a vaccine to try and make it fit. This is a fracking right. experiment. I don't give a... What swindler tries to sell you any other line? This is an experiment. So the idea that you can be forced to do this on any level means it's time to it's time to call a lawyer, and there will right. be some lawyer out. Is, my only question is: all these people, you know, three thousand a day, six thousand coming at a time. They got to go. They got to live somewhere. They got to work somewhere. They're going to put Americans out of work. These people don't have to take shots, take the test, or do anything. So Here's my uh, my other question: Do they need your job? They're going to get four hundred fifty thousand. They're going to get four fifty. Yeah. They don't need a job. Yeah. They need a financial yeah. advisor. Is what they need. I heard about that too. I heard about that too. Yeah. It's preposterous. Well, look, you're one. You're one ahead of the dimwit in diapers. They're calling president Eric. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. The real shame of this is, good workers, not butter-handed pansies sitting in jobs they hate. Good workers are being put out of business, are having their livelihoods threatened, are being intimidated. And that is anti-American. And how did we get here? How did we get here? Oh, voters. Do you remember how I said yesterday, New Jersey didn't have any voting laws? Well, let's hear how it really goes down in New Jersey. You voted in the election in January of last year? Uh, The presidential. Uh, And did you register? No, I wasn't registered either. Are you registered now? Oh, I never filled anything no. out. No. Okay, then I can't see how you can vote because you're no, not registered. Remember, I do remember him. Okay. Remember we was allowing- now, the Democrat sitting at the next table. No, no, no. I remember the guy with the Irish accent. I remember him from November. So they're going to let him vote in the governor's election with an accent telling you he's not registered, telling you he's not a citizen. Want to we just want anybody to come in and, and, and they say president. Um, so president. Yeah, Dorney General just let us. Okay. I'll let you fill it out. I'll let you fill it out. Whether or not it's going to be, uh, they're going to count it, I don't know. But I don't know if it works because I'm it an Irish citizen. But I'm an Irish citizen. I'm not. It doesn't matter. I mean, are you, matter. you have some citizenship here? With the work visa, yeah. Listen, we're we'll to do it. They'll figure that out. They'll figure that out. That's what you call, in the Queen's English, illegal vote. Anybody want to know if it got counted? How would you know if it got counted? That's what you're dealing with, the scourge of the earth. And that's why they fight so hard. Because they like the force from the yoga pant destroyer that wants the kids to wear a mask. 
all the way down to the vaccine experiment in your arm. They like the power for once in their miserable, useless lives. They get to tell people they shouldn't even be allowed to talk to what to do, how to act, how to treat their kid, and what to put in their body. You better get damn upset about it. Because once you lose your freedom, you ain't getting it back. They don't give it back. Wife beaters don't stop beating their wife, even when the food is good. Tyranny doesn't take a day off. Unless, of course, it's the Cook County Transgender Day. We got a day. They got a day. Maybe a week. 312-642-5600. Who sings this? I know this song. I like it, too. The uh, reality is you're made to think you're alone. There are millions, millions of us that recognize what is happening and are rejecting it. Millions. I want you to hear something from Michigan. It was part of a national walkout day all across the country. I even heard from a business owner via social media from Colorado who said all of his employees called in sick today. Now here in Genesee County at Ascension Genesis in Grand Blanc Township, they had people from the hospital as well as... You need to take the rules they implement and use them against them. National walkout day. Did the day not convince you that I don't want to be a slave? Then let's do a week. Did the week not convince you? Then let's do a month. Because that's the price of what it's going to take here. Because they don't care about the millions. They don't care. They are the virtuous. No matter how wrong they are. No matter what the data, the evidence. You are no longer entitled to your conclusion. Yours. Oh, you can agree with them. Then you can have your opinion. But the minute you don't, you'll be forced. You'll be mandated. And the question is, how many people are going to take it? Stephanie McHenry, ladies first. Hey, Sean. Hi, Stephanie. I have been working all day, 5 a.m. literally to after 5 p.m. I work for a manufacturer. All right. And they're going to be implementing this as well. So I have questions for you, and I'm sorry if I missed someone talking about it. Because I've been working, right? Yep. Crazy, you crazy, you I'll, rare breed. I would just like to know if people who are getting unemployment or who are on welfare, if they're going to be mandated to take the vaccine. No, as if long as they vote Democrat, they'll get more welfare and they have more freedom than you. Well, you know what? I have been vaccinated, but I'm not going to show it. I don't want to see you lose your job, so, but what I do want to see you do is go down to a state that will respect you like an American. And I mean that. This, to me, is the point. You know, I, I had a guest on when you were working. I had a guest on. And he's a wonderful gentleman. He's a gentleman. And, and you know, I, I, I wanted to convey, ultimately, states like ours, and I say ours because I'm still a property owner here. I still have family here. They are going to kill the golden goose and let them be left to their willing, ignorant, and their corrupt kleptocracy. Rather than a than a, a vibrant state, let them fail. Now they're going to get welfare. After all, that we're going to go into salt exemptions and what what that really means, and how Illinois and other Democrat sewer mafia sewers have been subsidized by the federal government for decades. So, but Understood. you come by me. That's all I got to say to you, Stephanie, because you're too good. John, you're too good we're for coming. this. We're coming. We're coming. My husband has one more year. 
of work, and he'll be ready to retire. And I can do anything, anywhere, so it's definitely happening. Proud of you. You've had it. I love it. Thank you. And that's it. you got to have a certain respect for yourself. Am I going to allow myself to be intimidated against the principles of my nation and what everybody in this country believed up until a year and a half ago? I'm not. Mike, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi, Sean. Uh, i got a suggestion. I think before we go any further, you should read the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution on the air so everybody hears it word for word the way it was written. I used to know it. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects. Against and your bodies. Yeah, well, that's persons. Et cetera. Yeah, what, did I go to public yeah. school? I mean, I did. I went to public grade school. But when I went to public grade <laughs> school, the teachers were, were, were decent people. This is the principles. You remember when we were kids? When I was a kid, you couldn't go to high school unless you passed the Constitution. Couldn't go. You had the Constitution test. And I always wondered, boy, why do they make 12-year-olds take it or 13-year-olds? Why don't they make you take it older? And, and then I was part of the, the, the generation where you stopped getting taught civics. You ask a kid what civics is today. He's going to point you to a, to a classroom. He doesn't have a clue what it is. And uh, I don't remember the full amendment, but I, believe, I, I remember it being the right, of, uh, the right of people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable search and seizures. But it, it stops after every word, meaning that in every one of those things, I have the right to not be intimidated, to not be coerced. I mean, that's just the way it used to be. But I, 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 I got, I'm embarrassed to tell you there's an old thing in there. I don't remember the whole damn thing. But I'll, 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 I'll freshen up on it. All right? Listen to this. this. How's this for radical? All right, I'm about, I don't know, 15 years older than you or whatever. I grew up in the 60s. When I was in grade school, we had to stand at attention, put our hand on our heart, recite the Pledge of Allegiance every damn day at 9 a.m. We had to. So it wasn't I'm, optional. I'm torn on this, and I'm going to tell you what I mean. I got a bunch of Marxists that have been standing there with me, have been pledging allegiance to a flag for which it stands, and they don't know what the witch is. They don't know what it stands for. They don't know nothing. So I'm not sure I go along with it, because if you don't know what it means, do me a favor and kneel so you can identify yourself as the communist scum you are. I kind of like the kneel. I'm silly that way, though. I am a contrarian. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Just a different way to look at it. I like when people tell me are honest with me i don't believe in those principles okay then get on the other side of the room and let's square off i'm all for it tell me who you are so i don't accidentally enrich your life so that i don't accidentally make your life better as you work to destroy mine and my country i think i like it that way i'm a big fan of the separate but i used to love that about the malcolm x i used to watch i loved loved his grasp of what a American calling himself a liberal was then and is now a con artist. Take a look. You'll be, it'll be refreshing for you to see what, what, what Malcolm X thought of the American so-called liberal. He recognized him as the fascist fraud back then. And it's very important people do that. Mike in Northbrook. Uh, hey, Sean. Uh, I just want to uh, say that people have the right not to be vaccinated, and they should be able to refuse being vaccinated. At the same time, I want to bring some balance. You're calling it experimental, but if you're one of the unlucky 2 or 5% of people that get COVID I and end it. up in the hospital, everything they throw at you is going to be and, experimental. And, you know, it's an interesting Keep point. You alive. It's an interesting point. They tell you that they're experimenting. The minute somebody's sick, if you've ever been through that, I've been through it in my personal life. My brother-in-law, very sick, 
in the hospital. I had it. I worked every day. My wife had it, was fine. You know, we've had it for 87 years. But the other thing, you know, it's, it's, it's a good point, Mike, and I like you bringing it. But I also think, wouldn't this country be so much better off if it was reported in the correct, in the, in, in the, in, with some perspective? For instance, with all the hyperbole, you still have a 99.5% chance of dying. In all the hyperbole, those unfortunate people who have succumbed to the virus... 80% of them were clinically obese. So let's have perspective, and I like that discussion, because within there, you can have agreement. But when you come at me and tell me I must, and you're taking my business, you're taking my freedom away from my mobility, you're taking virtually every aspect of my liberty away from me, in the name of what? In the name of a utopia you can't deliver? Because the reality is the more vaccines, they're still sick. They're still spreading it. Their spiel didn't come true. If this was a vacuum cleaner, not only would we return it, we'd beat the hell out of the guy who rang our doorbell. I'm just saying. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the perspective, and I appreciate you listening. It was a very good point. Paul, Northwest Side. Hello, Sean. Um, I I have to tell you, uh, if they hooked me to a blood pressure indicator when I listened to you, I'd be off the charts. I mean, you really, you, you strike at home. You bring these points out exactly as they are. These Democrats are parasites. I can't begin to tell you. I was a caterer in Chicago for 40-some years. I was taken by eminent domain. You call me sometime privately, and I'll tell you some horror stories about the meetings the Democrats used to hold in our facilities. Yeah, they're gangsters, brother. They're two-bit gangsters. Now, listen, I'm from Melrose Park. I knew some real ones, but they were men. They slap you around. They let you know they're gangsters. I don't like being pushed around by dumplings who have a pen and use law as the weapon versus their their actual physicality and their actual threats of real intimidation. I mean, if you're going to gangster me, then give me the whole experience. I want to be thrown on the ground. I want the butt of the gun in my neck. Let's go for it. Because this other, this fascistic of the Third Reich being the Fourth Reich, I don't like it. Because I always would watch those videos and I would say, why do all of these strong Jewish people get on the train? I ain't getting on the train. And I, ain't, I wouldn't have done it then, and I ain't going to do it now. That's just me. But I don't like gangsters. And you're right, Paul. I'd love to see you. Tell me the stories. And only victims of eminent domain know what it is. My family was a victim of it, and it's horrific. I watched my 80-year-old grandfather practically lose his mind on a property he owned for 50 years. They gave him $500 more than he paid for it 50 years earlier, and they took it. They said it was going to be for a government facility. You know what they did with it? It was a development. You believe that? Yeah, it's sickening. Uh, Jeff, New Lenox. Hey, how's it going, Sean? Good, Jeff. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know why this story surprises me. I guess it doesn't. It just sort of rings the hypocrisy uh, even further. But uh, I read a report recently about the CDC making a recommendation that pregnant women not receive the shot. And the only reason I could think of them doing this is because they simply don't want to have the argument. It's hard a stance as the left has of protecting a woman's right to, to kill their unborn child. The last thing they want on the table is the argument of whether or not they should also get the shot. Because I, if they're going to, if they're going to work as hard as they do to protect the, the right to abort, you better believe they're not going to, they're not going to move an inch. Jeff, there is a guy, like this shot. his name is Robert Malone. He was one of the scientists that was originally involved in the vaccine. There is a, you could find him on YouTube. 
I highly recommend you go watch him. Listen, when this thing was going out, I did the research. I did it myself. I came to my own conclusion. When somebody who's, who's involved in the creation of the vaccine tells you that pregnant women shouldn't take it nine months ago, that's when it, we, we should have stopped them from taking it. When they're trying to redact people that are harmed from it, and they don't want you to pay attention to the Bell's palsy, to the blood clots, to the enlarged hearts. It's because it doesn't work. There's a podcast. Take a look at it. It's called Dark Horse Podcast. These are scientists. I watch it a lot. Take a look at it mm-hmm. and get back to me. Don't be mad at me, Jeff. I got to go to break, brother. They're mad at me. Thank you. We'll be back after this with all your calls. With a sharp now you're talking. Has such Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren. You know what? I, 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 I love Bobby Darren. But when the pedophile played him, Kevin Spacey, I, I could have done without that information about Kevin Spacey. I really could have. I know, but I really love that uh, L.A. Confidential. Phenomenal movie. All right, let's go to the line. Scott in Elmhurst. Hi, Scott. Hi, Sean. Uh, great show. I just Thank want to say, before those fraudulent PPP loans, uh, there has to be a bank that was complicit with that because there's a lot of forms you have to fill out. You have to fill out payroll. You have to fill out a lot of, you know, data that has to be then approved by the bank. So there's got to be banks involved with this fraud and wonder if they'll ever be investigated. So, I mean, there's there's several steps to that, including, you know, high-powered banks and bank managers and all that. Scott, it, well, wouldn't it be interesting, though, Scott, if you found out? By the way, uh, where this happened um, in Markham, it would be interesting to find out if there was bank collusion in this. Now, there are some instances right. where you could have went on if you had an LLC, and you. I think the maximum you got was 25000 When banks got involved, I think it was higher. But I, I have to tell you, I'm proud of the fact I don't know the ins and outs of it. I have four businesses, four, and my accountant had said to me, you know, you, you qualify for these. Do you want to do them? And I said no because, to me, it was against my character. Now, I don't fault people that took it. In some instances, people really need it. I mean, after all, the government shut you down, right? I mean, the reality is you were put out of business by the government. They should compensate you. There's no question about it. Um, But I do not know the ins and outs of it. And I also recognize a lot of the people who were selling it did not know. A lot of the banks that were doing it did not know. I mean, it literally was the first time in American history that the government tried to imitate the velocity of money. And that's never going to end well, Scott. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's banks. But here's the other question. Did anybody go to jail for, for 2008? Did anybody go to jail for, the, for the, the, the scam that they were running with mortgages? The derivative? Did anybody go to jail for that? No. So do you think that banks are going to go to bankers are going to go to jail? When's the last time you heard of a banker going to jail? They find one pigeon. Yeah, that, that's funny. They find one pigeon and they put it on him. Madoff. If he'd have been a senator, do you know you'd never hear of Bernie Sanders? If Madoff was a senator, he'd be the most successful senator anybody ever heard of. The problem was he, he, he tried to make it in the private sector. Same scam in the, in the public sector. Get you one of those fancy appointments to a chairman. He might have been the chairman of the Wayne's and Means Committee or whatever. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you for listening. I can't believe I only got a minute. I only got a minute? Here's, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Next uh, segment, it's me and you. We have no guests. Last hour, I said, no guests. I just want me and you, and we're going to hash this out because I got a lot more. I got Pelosi, I got Romney, and I got Sanders. We could pretend which one isn't drunk after Tom Beck in the News.
Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. On offthepress.com, federal judge orders January 6th defendant released, rails over mistreatment of detainees uncovered in U.S. Marshall's report. This is the kind of stuff that I want you to reflect on as it becomes clear and evident that the illegal aliens are going to get that payoff. Mayorkas confirmed it, and it will be going out. But what it does is it opens the door, in my opinion, for lawsuits of policy. And I like that because we, the people who are free in this country, who stand for those principles, we are the ones who are affected by the fascistic, corrupt Marxist policies of not just the Joe Biden administration, but the Kamala Harris administration, because Joe is not going to be able to pull the weekend at Bernie's much longer. And then we've got this likable son of a gun in there. Everybody, you know, to vote tomorrow. Nothing like saying you want to meet me tomorrow. What you what you doing tomorrow? You got any plans tomorrow? Tomorrow's a good day. It's going to be a good day. But please clap. That must have been how Willie Brown got her. You know, Willie Brown was quite the ladies man. Ooh, yes, he was. You know about Willie Brown? See, only she wasn't elected to her first job. She was appointed to it. And you don't want to know how he got the nickname Sweet Willie Brown. She knows, though. Um, but then, before the break, I was reflecting on these low-life Lincoln Republicans and the never-Trumpers scum. And the real reason that we have this 81-year-old dementia-ridden, dim-witted diaper stammering around, ruining the country, it's the never-Trumpers. So when you hear the news reports that Adam Kinzinger is going to run for president, ooh, just what we needed. More stupid, more corrupt, more inept, more Illinois Republicans, or just the never-Trumper Republicans, like the Don Draper wannabe. Good old fancy underpants, Mitt Romney. I may also note that, that uh, of course, any administration has the responsibility and the right to review contracts if they feel the contracts were not done properly. Uh, of course, there are billions upon billions, hundreds. Now, do you feel like I do, that one of these Biden voting Republicans, one of these lowlifes, you don't even get to open your mouth for four years to complain about the Biden regime and the destruction of my country. Those days are over. The minute you pulled the lever, knowing what you knew for this feeble fascist, you are then worse than a legacy Democrat voter who's too inept, too willfully ignorant to know the issues. You, my friend, knew the issues. And you and your slicked back hair and your 384 wives and kids and the rest of it, you don't get to open your mouth for four years, Mitt. 
hundreds of billions of dollars of contracts in the military and so forth. Those have all been just moved right along. But those things relating to completing a, the technology and border fence, those have been held up. The administration has been in office almost a full year. Uh, and, uh, and, and the idea that somehow these completing a border barrier uh, is because of concern about contracts. Straight. How did this guy run for president? I mean, this is, you're brilliant. Is that a sentence? Is there a sentence in there? He makes Jim from yesterday sound like uh, Johnny B. Credulity. Uh, I, I, I believe the American people are uh, speaking loud and clear that they want to have our border secure. And the impact on everything from drugs to human trafficking is so enormous. If it sim- wasn't for that cult that got him elected, he wouldn't be in office either. That's a cult that gets him elected, and he'll be in office representing that state for as long as he wants to be because they have no standards either. But make no mistake of it, this is a Biden voting lowlife who now thinks he gets to complain about those policies that are destroying America and costing real Americans real pain. Mitt's the reason. So get in the line with little Adam Kinzinger. And the other pant destroyer, Liz Cheney, and shut your mouth, slick. Simply not uh, proceeding with providing the barrier, the technology necessary, and completing the gaps in the barrier uh, is it's just something I, I simply don't understand. I, I, uh, I, the American people are crying out for this. The, the results of elections suggest this is an, a critical. We all understood it when he was running, stupid. Where were you, though? You were advocating for his presidency. Now, what's wrong? We got an election cycle coming up. Mitt, you're going to pretend you need to be on issues or you just need to be a part of the cult to get elected. You'll be fine, Mitt. Don't worry. They have limited options. Real issue for the American people. And um, uh, and the disaster at the border, the crisis of the border is is uh, overwhelming. Uh, and, and if we think about the human impact of human trafficking going on uh, and not being able to provide for our border uh, agents the, the technology and the barriers that they need. Then why did you vote for him? Why did you advocate people vote for him? Why did you support him, Mitt? Because you were jealous? Because you were covetous? Ooh, maybe it's one of those sins you were taught you couldn't do, you know, with all that religion you got going on protect our, our homeland and protect our citizens and protect the people who are being trafficked is it's an enormous need it's an enormous challenge and i i uh, i i simply can't understand not being willing to complete the the projects that were undertaken well maybe you know i didn't realize he was this stupid i saw that he looked good in the don draper stu- suit i was well aware that it was after all his schematics that were the blueprints for obamacare after he screwed up Massachusetts, I understood that everything he touched was a failure except for that business he had, the corporatist hedge fund, where he used daddy's money and influence to acquire companies that had gone bankrupt and break them apart and sell them. But aside from that, you're rather stupid, aren't you, Mitt? Some months ago, when the administration said they wanted time to review these contracts, it's like, okay, but I've reviewed contracts. It doesn't take a year to review contracts. Uh, and uh, and I don't see a lot of other other contracts being reviewed. So let, let's let's get this done and, and move on to to uh, to provide the. See now to me, he is no better than Nancy Pelosi. He's a little more feminine, but he's no better than Nancy Pelosi. So when I hear this 
feeble moron stammering around. I want you to be aware it's just the appetizer for post-op Pelosi and the dementia Demerol cocktail she must be drinking during it. Your questions. <laughs> That's a laugh. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Who's creepier? Tell everybody you know to vote tomorrow. Nothing like saying, you want to meet me tomorrow? That's creepy. Let's see now. Post up Pelosi. Your questions. <laughs> oh, that's, that might be creepier. <laughs> okay. If it wasn't for that $500 million, honey. Did not pass these bills had on Tuesday's election results? Well, I, let me say it in a different way. I think that uh, getting the job done, producing results for the American people is always very positive. Uh, each election is different. You, uh, As you know, I was former party chair, and I always know, let's look down into the numbers and see what it is. But I do think if the when as the Amer- Here's the results, stupid. John Berman, let's talk turkey. Inflation is your uninvited guest for the holidays this year. Egg economists are saying, grocery stores are saying, they expect a run on turkeys. A run. That's your success. Here's some more years. Cotton prices up about 50% from the beginning of this year. That's a 10-year high. And unfortunately, that could mean clothing prices going up just before the holidays. Marshall Hardwick. Econ- and what's, what's their solution? To demand tax fairness for working families and to make certain that the wealthiest people in this country begin. Moscow Sanders. Keep your foot on the gas. That's what they do. They didn't learn a damn thing, and they're never going to learn. This isn't political nuances. This is a Marxist mafia, and they are determined. American people learn more about what we are doing in this legislation for families, for children, for women in the workforce to save our planet and the rest. It will be very positive. You can't deny. They're going to help you all right in the poorhouse. Look at you. You're equal, just like the Soviets. Two dresses, and you're making soup out of your socks. That it would be very positive. Do you think, do you think Democrats were penalized for having not gotten these things done? I, again, I haven't seen that, uh, and, and all of the... Who's going to interpret? You think this old bag can read? What do you got, the number fours going on, honey? She can't get through a sentence. How in the hell have this, this cast from Cocoon 3 ruined my damn country? And I know... From my own experience, that uh, uh, the, as I've said to you before, the plural of anecdote is not data. Let's see what the data is Ooh. as it comes out. But there's no question. Like Aristotle, she's we, smart. Uh, the more results we can produce in a way that is people understand in their lives, the better it is. Uh, I'm heartbroken because Terry. In case you didn't understand, those people who just for the first time in 50 years, voted Republican and threw out how many Democrats in another mafia kingpin city like New Jersey or a state like New Jersey and Virginia and the rest of it. In case you didn't understand, Nancy's not done helping you. It's going to get much better from here. McAuliffe is a great leader in our country. He's a great leader in the country. What was McAuliffe a great leader in? He virtually was thrown out of Virginia the first time. That's why he could run again this time. Was he great when he sold the uh, foreign investor visas with Hillary Clinton's drunk scumbag brother? May he burn in hell a thousand years. Was he good at that? Or was he good when he had that phony energy green car company that never really had a car company? In fact, they just had a, a, a door in an office complex where they managed to get, what, $200 million from the government? Is that where he was a great leader? You inside trading dim-witted moron?
of, of Virginia, and I'd hope that he was a once and future governor. But also, uh, we were all interested in down ballot races as well. So I haven't seen much of that. Um, New Jersey. Well, when you sober up, honey, it doesn't look good, toots. A nice victory. I spoke to the governor this morning to congratulate him. And again, we'll be working together to build back better. Uh, but without saying what impact it had, it's always a positive message to have results uh, that are understood by the public. As we talked to Greg Bishop, what were those three states on the bottom? Refresh my memory. Where were they? California, New Jersey, and New York, and Illinois. Three bottom states, most unemployment, worst quality of life, highest cost of goods, highest negotiated energy costs by politicians. What do they all have in common? It's a real head-scratcher. Real one. Mafia, Democrat, scum. Now they're in charge of everything. Run. Run to high ground. 312-642-5600. So we had a caller. Hey, my phone's ringing. We had a... We had a caller that dropped off that said that his NICOR bill had gone up 200 and was it 42 percent, girls? 242 percent. I said, this guy's got to be crazy. He dropped off. I looked it up. Naperville-based NICOR Gas, which is owned by Atlanta-based Southern Company, has 2.2 million customers in suburban Chicago and across northern Illinois. The utility is projected to cost residential customers an extra $44 per month. This was just released October 14, 2021. Now, I knew that um, the Madigan Mafia had the arrangement with ComEd, excellent parent company, and those those rats have been robbing the people for billions of dollars for decades. But uh, NICOR is in on the scam, too, and this is all on top of the Biden inflation which is verging, at this point, on hyperinflation. ...from the beginning of this year, that's a 10-year high. And unfortunately, that could mean clothing prices going up just before the holidays. Marshall Hardwick, a cotton farmer out here in Louisiana. So when we talk about the cotton prices going up, how, how much are we talking in terms of the end product, like jeans and T-shirts costing more? Right, so your typical pair of jeans is probably about two uh, pounds of cotton. So you're talking about a dollar, dollar fifty jump of raw material. So, But there's more to the story. There is other issues at hand that will massively increase that price. Your, your, your price isn't coming from the raw material. So you add in all the supply chain issues, transportation costs, labor costs, all that compounds and leads right. to these Diesel costs, it's the same thing that so many industries across America are running into. And quickly, part of the reason we're seeing this is because demand for exports to countries like China have been huge, record levels right now. Mm-hmm. On top of that, people are wearing more cotton here in the U.S. Yeah, uh, China is importing a lot of our cotton. They're restocking their 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 stocks and a lot of people working from home and they want luxury clothing and cotton fits that fits that need comfy clothing so sandra unfortunately not a great time to be buying cotton products but we're getting used to prices of just about everything going up and everything is going up and there's more to the story companies costs increase regardless of the end product they don't just eat it 
it's passed on to the consumer. Even when there's less consumers, then it goes up again. See, it's a vicious cycle. I had used the analogy long ago when you have these people in charge of things. The snake eating its tail, pretending to be a good hunter, is killing itself. That is what socialism is. It feasts on itself. There is no growth, just smaller and smaller and smaller, even though they pretend to be good hunters right up until they die. That's exactly what a Democrat economic philosopher is, a fraud who cannot understand why your quality of life is dying as his agenda becomes more prominent in your life. Alex, Southside. Hi, Alan. Yes, Alex. Yeah, Alex, I, I just wanted to clarify something, Sean. I called about the Nightcore bill. All right. It wasn't the bill in and of itself that went up 200%. You ever tried to decipher one of those utility bills? It's like a mystery wrapped around a riddle, stuffed inside a conundrum. <laughs> but what, what went up What went up 242% was the, um, the, they charge uh, natural gas per therm. And back in February, it was like 20 cents, and now it's up to it's over over 60 cents. So I mean, it's just it, it, it's so disgusting. They're maggots. They're parasites. Yeah, and, and, and you're victimized by it. And you know, I have to tell you, I was amazed at the way it was reported when we caught the Comad scandal. In essence, the company that was fined simply leverages the political power to make sure their rates go up having the people pay the fine on top of robbing them for decades. I mean, it's I mean, it's a scam that if it was in a movie, you'd probably say, ah, oh, this movie's full of it. This, this can't possibly exist. And unfortunately, we're all bit actors in it, and we're the ones that are bearing the cost. And I feel terrible for you. I really do. I feel terrible. I remember being a kid watching my mother. She'd make a game of it. My mother was never in a bad mood. Pick a bill. You threw a bill in a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and you picked which one you'd pay. You pick which one you win. This is how I grew up. And and I tell you what, uh, seeing her struggle after going to work three jobs, she would actually deliver auto parts at the end for you know. I mean, she did everything. And uh, this doesn't help anybody. It just brings people down. That's the plan of the Democrat. When you hear Nancy Pelosi talk, when you hear Bernie Sanders talk, oh, oh, they're not Nancy. looking at bringing anybody up. What they're <laughs> promising is we're going to bring everybody down. Now you're all in the soup together, and ta-da, you're equal. Keep up the good fight, Alex. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. I Thank appreciate you. it, brother. I wish I had a number to give them. All right, Sherry, I'm going to get to you and whoever else is in the queue uh, after I go to this break. Don't blame me. We're capitalists, and I love making the money. 312. 642-5600. Next half hour is all you. Oh, Wayne Newton. I tell you, a lot of Democrats look like them, both men and women. What a voice, though, huh? Sure. Must have on some of those magic underwear. Uh, Sherry, Darian. Hey, Sean, could you hear me? Yes, I could hear you beautifully. Okay. Hey, by the way, I'm one of those girls from Bridgeport that you always talk about. Oh, yeah? Were you something in the 80s yeah. like me? Do you remember a handsome yeah, devil? Yeah, I'm in very a, familiar with the, that 80 whole lifestyle. Do you, do you remember yep. a handsome Every, devil in a gold Chrysler Cordoba with a sunroof? Real Corinthian leather? You know what? Yeah, it's oh. actually coming It's coming back. You don't yes, happen I to do have a Gucci that. watch circa 1986 laying around, do you? Oh, 
no. But All right. Yeah, I, I can't find that time. son of a gun anywhere, and I lost it. I really want it. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. I listen to you every day. You're great. you got a great show. Thank you. Um, I got to tell you, I, you know, with this uh, vaccine mandated for 100 employees at this businesses and all this stuff that's going on, yeah. I just want to tell you, I was thinking about it. Now, hear me out. For the companies that have nearly up to 100 people, now I'm not talking about companies that have 500 people, but nearly up to 100 people, you got to fight back somehow. You just can't be dormant. So when I was walking around and I'm thinking, there's got to be a way to fight them back. So I'm thinking, well, reduce, reduce the headcount in the company, but do it very intelligently and creatively. Like if you came together collectively and they all agreed and the employees agreed, so this business doesn't go down the tubes either, find out who wants to take early retirement first. Okay, so there would be one. Who wants to go on contract? Maybe somebody else has health insurance through their husband or something else. Yeah. They don't mind going on contract. No, I like it. So you reduce, you reduce the headcount a little bit, and then even if you had to lay off somebody, at least they're on payroll. You use you do come up with something you know, to lay I, them off, just so everybody's on payroll. I'd be interested so now to it know their headcount. I'd be interested to know the owners of these companies and the management. How many of them want to fight with you versus against you? And if you get lucky, that's exactly right. Because there are some I'm, that'll fight with you. You know, I, I've worked for good companies, but. When, when you hit, when you have a good company, they're willing. They really like their employees. When you yeah. work for a good place, yeah. And they and there's a lot of people that would adapt a little bit what I said, and it makes sense. If you go below your hundred head count, then they don't have to implement it. I think within so those capitalists, board, I mean, people. A lot of them are probably scared because, after all, who wants to fight the government except you know me? But a lot of them are are probably scared. But if you could get a coalition of both of of both employees and employers that want to fight on behalf of the liberty and freedom of their employees, you could destroy it. You could destroy it with workers, too. I'm not suggesting you can only do it that way. Mm -hmm. But you definitely need a team of constitutional attorneys. So this is something that I really want to work on. It's in the works right now, too, because there's a, there's a lot of litigation going on over this. But I'm just talking about internally right now, if somebody wanted to save face right now. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good idea just to go below that so they're not held accountable. Yeah, but I don't know you if know, they're going to... You, you, listen, you, I, don't, I, I, th- I think they're going to get wise to it, and I think that it's not going to matter in the short term. In fact, this new mandate um, may not even include that 100 anymore. But let's see. But the main thing is you just keep that dialogue going, and you keep... You, you know, this is what mm-hmm. a couple people... People who are good at this could change the course of of of, of what we're facing. So I agree with you, right. and I I want to see the well, fight. It keeps hope up with these people. You know, these people right. go home and then they don't have any jobs and no income. At least it keeps some stream of hope that they could go to their employer employers and like give some ideas. At least couldn't agree with you more. By the way, waiting. I agree with you, huh? and I, I keep me posted on it. Will you please? And then do me another favor. Oh. Check with your girlfriends. Find out if anybody's got my watch. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Manny on the south side. Yeah, have you paid attention to this? What happened this week? Uh, Joe Biden declared um, a fight on methane gas. Do you know where methane gas comes from? Your cows, and it's going to get hard. It's going to get hard. You know, we got to get them that nature and healthy trinity. You, you know what that means? That they're going to require us or wait for an executive order demanding that farmers buy expensive cow feed, and where who's going to be paying for that? Manny That's in us. the bill. Now keep in mind I don't know what's in it now because they've you know they've they've tried to hide so much. But in the original bill, to your point, there was a twenty five hundred dollar 
a head tax for the cow because he likes to pull a Durban every once in a while. They can't control how much gas comes out of them. So they were going to charge farmers who had owned cows for decades, 2500 per head, and that was going to be their, their CO2 cap and trade tax, for lack of a better phrase. But yeah. And it, what it, is going to do? What's it going to do to milk? What is that going to do to milk? And steaks. Yogurt. Everything. Cheese. (laughs) Because, Manny, they don't have that forecast. They don't have that understanding of basic principles in economics to even understand the devastation that they're doing. And, you know, without this, this, we're we're at 50%. And add this to the the high uh, gas prices, uh, the clothing, uh, everything. Manny, in a year, it's up 50% milk. In a year. 20 $25 $25 minimum wage is not going to be enough in, in a year from now, uh, Sean. Well, Manny, the only thing that's not going up is the value of our dollar. And sooner or later, hopefully, people will catch on. And hopefully, we'll have what happened in, in Virginia happen throughout the nation. I just hope we can hang on in the meantime. And uh, either that or you could work on something to capture the cow farts. And we could name it the I Durban. Know. You work on this, Manny. You're a smart guy. We'll figure this out. Thank you, brother. All right. All right take take care. care. Bye. We'll call it the Durban. And it'll look like Durbin's head, and we'll put it on the cow's ass. I am telling you, I, this is how ideas are made. This is all great stuff. Genius. Pat Lombard. I am still saying dump Durbin all the way. Yeah. But, uh, like, capitalism is capitalism. If, instead of like that lady was saying about letting people go, that guy just uh, diversify. Isn't that the capital way? Yeah. Well, I had an idea. I become a conglomerate. You know, I'd open up. Pat North, Pat South, Pat East, yeah, Pat Yeah, look at West. you. Yeah. You know, You're going to have to I hire do. Abe Pritzker as your accountant to get away with this kind of skullduggery. But I'll tell you, hey, this, no, my original no, answer to minimum wage was to make everybody a partner. I don't have employees with me. You're my partner. I pay you based on the production. You want to you make money? Well, let's get out there and let's produce, baby. And why not have everybody do that? This way you take off all the liability. Why would I want to hire some butter-handed moron? who's miserable in his job and too cowardly to go out on his own. He's not going to be an asset to my company. He's going to be a liability, right? But if everybody's striving towards success, those are assets. Take this opportunity of oppression and change the game in employment. And instead of employees, we have partners. And we share on the profit. And for your high minimum wage, you get gots on ghoul. That's what I want to do. What do you think about that? You know, Still subject to corruption if you end up with employees as a in employee owners in name only. I mean, there's there's definitely been ESOPs around for years. But and you, years, you, you know, where- but some of them are very successful. And Pat, this is how Silicon Valley and this is how internet companies made millionaires out of workers. It can work if structured right. Just think about it. Call me back. I got a full board. Don't get mad at me, Dave Libertyville. Hey, Sean. Yes. My uh, company that I work for is family-run. It's been run for years by the family. And none of them want to get the shot. I'm just curious what what these mandates are going to do to them. You know, I have a very good friend of mine who I I really respect. And he's listening to the show. And he's sending me. He has has a, a big family. And he's sending me all of all of his sister-in-law. He's got a sister-in-law who had a heart attack. He's got a sister-in-law who had a stroke. He's got newborn. Uh, the baby uh, started having seizures after four months after delivery. The mother was vaccinated. So 
We all know people like this. We all know things like this. We are in the right position to be skeptical, and we are in the right position to resist. We need to convince lawyers to sue the people in power that are making us, forcing us and taking away our freedom to do so. And that's the way it's going to stop. And through people like you just described, we need to come together and we need to get a group of attorneys, pay them whatever they want, and fight these tyrannical bastards, these corrupt morons that have the audacity to ruin our freedom and attempt to take away our choice. That's what we need to do, Dave. Thanks for calling the show. I'll be back to get the rest of your calls after this. I cannot believe how fast tonight went. You know, yesterday was unusual. We had the subsidized students versus the other subsidized students, men in tights chasing balls. And uh, you know what? That fries me. Not a kid there pays tuition. I got two I'm paying tuition for. Ooh, they can run around in leotards. It's a joke. Anyway, it was so much fun talking the whole hour with uh, the people. I enjoyed myself, so let's get back to it. Deborah in Arlington Heights. Hi, Deborah. Hi, Sean. I was wondering what your thoughts were on a couple of recent things in the last couple of days, actually. Um, Colorado hospitals refusing to care for patients um, that get sick with COVID and haven't been vaccinated. And now I read a, an article on Medscape that um, death benefits um, would not, you know, be being paid to I, people that passed away from COVID that weren't vaccinated. Criminal in both counts. It's criminal. For instance, the, the death benefits, because I'm not vaccinated, I pay you life insurance. Your entire product is about me dying. You're going to decide how you like me to die now? So let's sue the diapers off of them. Because I'll tell you another thing. It's a scam anyway. And if people really recognized that insurance is a fancy word for fraud, there is no such thing as insurance. Their entire object is to not pay you. Why do you think they can pay their brokers massive amounts of money? And why do you think they own those buildings and all those investments? It isn't because they do what they say they're going to do. They're selling you a line of BS. I am the most anti-insurance guy in the world. It is an absolute and total scam. And if it wasn't, they wouldn't have those big buildings with those big fat-ass directors and their big salaries. What do you think of that? Well, yeah, and I mean, like, as far as the hospital situation goes, okay, so you're not going to treat somebody who gets COVID and isn't vaccinated? Unless they're an illegal alien. If you don't use... I'm sorry? Unless they're an illegal alien, then you get the treatment, you get the $450,000, and we throw in a Buick. Right. But what about, like, if you don't have protected sex and you come down with AIDS? Are you not to be treated because you didn't use protection or you didn't stop smoking cigarettes and your doctor insisted that you do or you're going to get sick and you get lung cancer? Are you not going to be treated for cancer because you didn't stop smoking? I mean, where do do you draw the line? At Republican or Democrat. If you're a Republican, the answer is no. If you're a Democrat, the answer is yes. That's the way it seems to me. But it's criminal. The answer, Deborah, is it's criminal. And imagine the idea of I've paid you and I've held up my end of the bargain the entire time based on a policy of my death. But yet, many years into the arrangements, you get to decide whether to pay me or not. It's a wonderful scam if you can politicize it. And the idea that they're going to do that and get away with it is why, once again, and I hate doing this because I don't like lawyers. I like one. And he stinks. 
And the reason I like him is because he's honest. I need an honest lawyer to sue the crooked companies and the crooked politicians. That's what we need. That's our only hope, Deborah. Don't be mad. I got two other guys on. I got to go. Michael Bridgeview. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Anyways, um, love your crew and love you, bud. Um, oh, thank you. Listen, real quick, I just want to say, remember at the beginning of this crud when they told us, oh, it would be a two-week thing. Now, oh, 18 my. months later, now, 18 months later, they're saying, okay, we're, it's only going to be a company. For, Listen. Uh, companies with 18, with 100 people. Don't be mad now, at me, brother. We're running out of time. Go ahead. All right. Guess what it's going to be now. now I got to go. Be- You're right. I got to go. I've, I love the guy. Had to go. We're running out of time. Be back in 21 hours. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.